Adam Pengilly from the Sydney Morning Herald. Good morning to you. Morning, Mido. Morning, boys. And I think Dick's told his story before, Jerry, but where's the connection between Dick Fane and, and the Emperor? Uh, I think when he came out here, he must have spent a bit of time with Parramatta. Yeah. And Dennis was in charge of Parramatta then. I, I'm assuming that's how the association started. He did tell us once. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the reason, Adam. Strange well, one, isn't just, it? Oh, it's a, like who who could have picked that? Dick Fane and Dennis Fitzgerald just <laughs> just chewing the fat at Parramatta Stadium back in the day. Uh, anyway, let's talk some racing. And uh, firstly, Tab Everest news yesterday. So we're down to four slots remaining after Jack and Owen. Joyful fortune. This came out of nowhere for Aquas. Yeah, this field's starting to take shape, isn't it, Jared? Uh, no surprises really with Jack and Owen. He was great winning the Golden Rose there on the weekend. Coolmore pounced very quickly in negotiations in the 48 hours after that Golden Rose and managed to seal the deal given they... Bred the horse uh, in his younger days, obviously. He adds some interest to the race, doesn't he, Jared? Given he's a three-year-old, uh, probably a very similar profile to a horse like Yes, 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 who won the race a few years ago. Bit of a question mark for mine whether he's sharp enough to match it with a horse like Nature Strip and Eduardo over six furlongs, but no doubt he's a horse who's still got plenty of upside. So I think it's a really smart call. And joyful fortune. Where'd this come from? Um, only the one start in Australia, Exxon Kong Gallup. He won a well, the benchmark 70, I think, down at Flemington there. He's only Australian start so far on a, on a waterlogged track by a big margin. But Aquas are thinking outside the box, and they might have to, to be honest, given the fact that I've been speaking about it for a few, few weeks now. Not a whole lot of depth in our sprinting ranks at the, sprint, sprinting ranks at the moment at that top level. So uh, it might be an inspired choice. We'll have to see how it plays out. But yet, but only a few more spots to fill now to have that field of 12 finally completed. So what have we got? The Epsom barrier draw today, and Benno's out of the Metropolitan. Yeah, Epsom Barrier draws yesterday. Oh, yesterday, uh, sorry. Yep, so that's finalised. Um, obviously, a lot of the... Well, it's only a small field. That's the one thing I want to bring up this morning, yeah. boys. We're used to having a Doncaster on Epsom with these really big fields, capacity field of 20. But this year for the Epsom, only only 12 runners, which is a little bit curious, I must admit. But I suppose the Barrier draw probably won't mean as much, I think, with a, with a smaller field. But most of those fancy horses drew pretty well. Uh, Fangirl in five, Ice Bath in seven, obviously. Hinge will be on pace there, someone from Barrier 9. And top ranks, the horse I've got a huge opinion of, has drawn softly in Barrier 4. So I think this race is going to depend a lot on track conditions uh, and how the weather is playing in the lead-up to Saturday. So we'll get a bit more of a gauge on that closer to race day. We're expecting plenty of rain too, aren't we, in the next few days? Yeah, yeah, plenty of rain lodge. And just quickly on Benno as well, what tragic news yesterday from oh. John O'Shea. He was inadvertently treated with some medication that would have, had a, uh, would have mean would mean the withholding period wouldn't have been out of his system by Saturday. So... He's been withdrawn from the Metropolitan, which is a, a crying shame given he's had his hoof on the teal all campaign. That was the race that I think John is sort of targeting him at for the initial part of the, the spring. But unfortunately, we won't see him there on the weekend. Hugh Bowman's probably pretty happy he declined the ride on very elegant at the moment. Now, this is just a farce. What is going on with the French handicappers, Adam? Yeah, Jared, huge story, isn't it? Massive news. Obviously, the, the connections have been trying to target very elegant for this uh, the, the race in the Arc de Triomphe, and she's in tw- 22nd in the order of entry at the moment. She needs a couple of horses to drop out to gain a start, and She's just disappointing, isn't it? I know Brace Sikolsky, the uh, senior part owner, has made some noise in the last 24 hours. Her trainer over there in France has put out a tweet, I think you read out a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. Jared, saying that horses are getting re-handicapped far too quickly in France. I'm a believer that we probably should re-handicap horses a little bit faster in Australia, but in this case, it's worked against very elegant. So I don't know how this plays out now. It'd be such a shame if it doesn't get a start in the race, given that everything's been geared towards this race. Do you see the late entry fee, Jared? What they're going to pay? Is it 120,000 euro, euro or euro, something? Euro, yeah. yeah. Almost 200,000 Australian oh. dollars. It's just a late entry fee to get into the race. Um, it's crazy money, isn't it? So, yeah, they pay up that and don't get a start. Geez, that's going to hurt, isn't it? So, 
We'll wait and see how it plays out, but fingers crossed something can happen. She can force her way into the field. Loser asked me yesterday, just with ratings and that, I, I guess it's it's just at each jurisdiction's discretion, isn't it? So, for instance, for the Melbourne Cup, Racing Victoria, they employ Greg Carpenter. I know he's leaving uh, to go to Hong Kong, and, and he has his own system. Is, is that how it works? Or in, like derives, I guess, all sorts of ratings and international ratings, etc.? Yeah, pretty much the ratings, Jared, will be a differ slightly from state to state. Yep. It's pretty much a general principle, but they can be very slightly. But one of the main gripes from a lot of trainers and connections is that, you know, for a win, they raise horses very quickly in the ratings. But if they've been out of form for a while, it takes them a number of runs to start coming back down in the ratings. So mm. that's always been a common uh, common complaint from a lot of connections. But yeah, they try and get some sort of uniformity across the board, but it does vary slightly from yep. state to state. And Spanish Mission's out of the Melbourne Cup. That's a blow for Peter Moody. Well, nothing's gone right for this horse, has it, Jared, since last year's Melbourne Cup. He was great running third behind, very elegant incentivised last year. The connections, including Brace Sikolsky and that Australian ownership group, pounced and bought him to race him in Australia on a permanent basis. He hasn't, hasn't really fronted up since then, has he? So he's out of the Melbourne Cup this year with his tendon injury. I dare say his career's probably in some sort of doubt. He'll be off the scene for a long time. I think the best possible scenario is he's back at the races at some stage next spring. What's your best today, mate? Yeah, I like one at Rose Gill today, late in the day, Loz. Uh, race six number 14, Stray. She was enormous first up there, uh, coming from back in the field. to run just peaked in the last 100 metres, so soft gate today from barrier one. I know her winning strike rate's not great, one from 12, but she's running a lot of stakes races so far in her career. Back to her midweeks, looks a really suitable race. And I think she'll start shorter than her current price today. Race six number 14, Stray, the best on the program. $3.60 with tab for everyone uh, at the Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final lunch today. By race six, if we're struggling, maybe Pengilly can steer us into something there with Stray. Now, uh, I've noted your article in the City Morning Herald today. You've written about the draw, which is, uh, well, you know, a few probably a few weeks from being confirmed, but uh, some details starting to come out. Uh, so the Friday 6 p.m. game, you're writing that that is under threat or at least there'll be less of them, particularly around the origin period and there'll be an extra game on Sunday going forward? Yeah, I've got to stress, Jared, that's not going to be completely wiped. There's going to be a lot of Friday 6 p.m. games, but the NRL will be reducing the amount of them next year under the schedule as it stands at the moment. A lot of those will be around that state of origin period. So in the round after the origin matches, there won't be those Friday 6 p.m. games, an extra game on Sunday night. And they're going to look at this to maybe even increase or expand the proposal to have less Friday 6 p.m. games in in coming years. I don't know what you guys think, but I, from a fan point of view, trying to get to the game on a Friday 6 p.m., especially in Sydney or Brisbane, it's a nightmare sometimes. I suppose it probably works on TV, but I would probably prefer a Sunday night game, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather Sunday night. I, I like Monday. I love Monday. Oh, well, we all want Monday, mm. but the clubs all won't No, 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 no one goes to the games on a yeah. Monday night. Rates through the roof. But betting turnover's great huge. Great watching on a yeah, Monday If you go night. on to the game, yeah. just play at midday so you miss peak hour both sides. Yeah. <laughs> Morning peak hour, end school zone, and afternoon school zone mm. peak hour. What about a 12, 2, and a 4 on a Sunday? Like, I, yeah. I, I love them. Afternoon, long afternoon. Yeah. Wouldn't rate loss. Yeah, that, that, broadcasters mate, we're not making decisions about rating. We're <laughs> no. making decisions based on what's nice for us. The six o'clock game is not good. Nah, not nah. For, for anyone. Early, not for early risers. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, actually, I, I I've, I've had an hour of sleep at that time. <laughs> is there some self-interest here, Lodge? Because you've got to do the Matty John show. Yeah, know, yeah, it is self-interest. Start <laughs> on a Sunday night. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> not good. Uh, not good on a Thursday night. Yeah. Not good on a Monday if oh. it goes late. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. See you, boys. Have a good day.